Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome to the Feudal Anime Podcast, Episode 9. I'm your host, Jack. And I'm Rick. And today, we're talking about In Another World with My Smartphone. This is your spoiler alert. We will be talking about everything, including the ending. So, Well, I mean, technically not the ending, because it's not supposed to be the ending yet. It's supposed to go on for yet another season, but, you know, it yeah. is what it is. And, and that is the that is the thing. Um. It, it definitely leaves it open as if you are supposed to uh, be doing a- another season. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, well, we'll, ex- we'll talk about that later, but yeah. Well, I mean, also, the first episode in and of itself, I think, it is a great synopsis. It, it gives a great synopsis over it. Uh, in, a, in a thoughtless blunder, he accidentally strikes down our main protagonist, with a stray bolt of lightning and as an apology god offers him a wish and a chance to live again uh in a new world he although he can't be brought back into the same world he can be brought back into a new world and this new world has magic uh toya happily accepts the offer and his for his one wish it's that he could keep his uh, smartphone and take it with him into the new world. Now, my personal favorite part about that whole scenario <laughs> was the fact that the God was like, I really wasn't expecting anybody to be in that area. That's that's why I kind of chose that area, because, you know, no one was supposed to be there. And they completely gloss over why he was there. Yeah. And, and the real reason is, why would he even be there? there? There was no real reason for him to be there at all. I don't know. He sounds like a degenerate to me. Probably because he is a degenerate. <laughs> I was going to say a degenerate, lustful being, which uh, if you've... Well, by the time you're done, you'll know that that's that's couldn't be farther from the truth. To the Almost to the most annoying portion of that. Yeah, sa- sadly, um, he is far from it. Anything from a degenerate. Well... He likes to portray himself. I don't know. I, I think he sneakily is a g- degenerate. He just hides it really well. Well, I <laughs> I wish he was more realistic in the sense. <laughs> I realize I'm, I'm asking a lot from a uh, an anime about, you know, having God be like, whoopsie, I made a mistake and I'm going to give you a better life somewhere else. But, uh, you know, aside from that, I kind of feel like the opportunity for like the perfect harem was lost on him. Right. Um, not only that, when he goes into this new world, they don't have the same, uh, writing. So he is illiterate when he goes to this new world. That's true. I didn't even think about that. So, so, uh, you know, God sends him to this new world with his smartphone. Um, luckily enough, they're still able to speak the same language, but, uh, he is illiterate, so he can't read. Um, never mind the fact that God gave him a speed boost, 
fighting skills uh, before he went there and the ability to use any and all magics on top of that. I guess, you know, him being able to read just kind of slipped his mind again. Same thing with the the accidental thunderstrike or lightning bolt, rather. So as far as I'm concerned, this omnipotent being who can't figure out where he's throwing lightning bolts or, you know, what for? Why, why throw a lightning bolt out there in the first place, you know? But, you know, whatever. It's it's a godly thing. It's a it's a divinity thing. Maybe we mortals shan't know the reason. But yeah, just overlooking the fact that he can't read. Um, actually, did he overlook it? Or is our protagonist just not smart enough to be able to use a null magic to understand everything? You know... That could be possible. That could be very possible. Now, null magic in this world is a magic unique to a specific individual. Typically, only one person can use a specific null magic. And uh, it's so specific and only one person. What I mean by that is not one person a generation. I mean, like one person ever period. Yeah. Except when it comes to Toya. Toya is able to use any and all magic including any and all null magic even the ones he hears about that doesn't he he's not able to see by person he's just able to be like oh this is what that is supposed to do okay that that sounds like something i want let's let's use that yeah they don't put any real restrictions on it other than him having to know the basic principles of it so the the basics of that magic and what it is called, and then that's it. He doesn't need to know anything else. Now, they do point out that most of it is pretty useless, like making your hair curly, making your hair grow long, or something else along those lines. Making it into a different color. Yeah, um, but there are some that is extraordinarily useful. Now, it also, it, it also has something to do with... The application of said in, in, in null magic, for instance, uh, slip, which is sub, uh, up, up until the point he uses it, thought to be quite useless. It it just makes you slip on something or whatever whatever he's uh, wanting to have slip. So if he casts it, that person could slip, and it's an instantaneous slip too. They don't have to be moving; they could be standing stationary in one spot, and they'll slip. Yep, they lose traction. Uh, now, could he also, for some reason, he doesn't, but he also was able to use it on items. So if he's trying to push something somewhere and just it's heavy, which uh, he's granted with like superior strength, so nothing's really too heavy for him. And speed and an increase in his memory and blessed with the knowledge of martial arts. So unless he does anything ex- outrageously unsafe he will be fine which even then what could be considered outrageously unsafe really isn't outrageously unsafe for him yeah he just you know what um a good way to put it if you're familiar with gaming terms a character which is op now unfortunately this character has been too overpowered with very little character development to the point of if you want to reference what a bad writing style for OP characters are, this is kind of like your crowning jewel. So, I mean, if you want to know what not to do, this this is what not to do, <laughs> essentially. This is, in every sense, a teenage boy's fantasy. 
He's OP'd, no opposition, and he has girls vying for his attention and Which throwing he does not himself give at him. Yeah, no, he does. He doesn't give them any of the real attention unless they're, uh, you know, unless it's something inappropriate, like he's looking at their chest or looking under their skirt that happens to accidentally get blown up or something like that. And you find out later that all the gods are basically on his side. Now, granted, you only meet two technical gods but you know whatever but even the god of love is like yeah i set that up for you i'm surprised you didn't take advantage you totally could have yeah and and what's more he's in a world where polygamy is a way of life so all the other female protagonists are perfectly fine with him and the princess who uh is 12 says i'm gonna marry him and he's 15 and so the king's like yes let's do this and so and she like, takes it. Yeah. He and <laughs> and she said, and sorry to cut you off, she says, um, even at a later point that she is would be happy even if he had twenty or thirty wives, because it's a symbol of how masculine he is, how great of a guy he is to have twenty or thirty wives. He's not masculine <laughs> like at all. Oh, he's got by he's any very, stretch of the word. Uh, yeah, he's got very feminine features, let's let's call it. Now, I mean, like, we're in a world where polygamy is the norm, where it's a, a, an accepted practice. Why does, as far as we know, the king and 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 his brother, the Duke, in that world, um Yeah. Why are we why do we only know about one wife and one daughter? You have a point. You have a very good point, sir. I'm, I'm seeing a loophole or an exception, a divine intervention, if you will. Indeed. But that's not all. In this world, uh, they don't have ice cream or roll cake. Um, yeah. So he, he decides to help progress this and looks up a recipe on his phone and how to make it, shares the instructions with them, and they learn how to make ice cream and roll cake. So you could say he's kind of like the devil in this little scenario because he essentially single-handedly introduces diabetes to this whole world. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if you you want to stretch it out way past the point it needs to be, that's basically what he did. They're like, what is this sweet thing you're giving us? What are sweets? No, we don't have any bread or or sweets. Well, they have bread, but they don't have any sweet bread like donuts or roll cake. What is this fascinating thing? And here's the thing. There are no ugly people like anywhere, especially if they're interested in him. And the frustrating thing is that like uh if the guy uh, the the thing is it is that people, aggravating it it literally yeah. is just that aggravating that it is hard to articulate he is given everything like day 1 and even then more gets thrown at him yeah and he interjects himself into situations that he genuinely will not benefit from be- I, I, because he's bored i guess like the first time the first time he meets the girls no real reason for him to be there no real reason for him to even interject he he does not need to help but he's like hey i want to go here because i, I don't know because i want to see what's going on and i'm going to interject myself i just made a whole bunch of money selling my clothes literally yeah, and, selling yeah, the selling clothes off clothes. my back and so he goes there. He's like, I'll give you a gold coin for that, whatever it is, just to destroy it. It's like, okay. Yeah, to, make, to make it a non-issue because 
God has given me this power. Obviously, it's meant to for me to be just awesome with it. It's uh, this. It, it, the whole thing is aggravating all the way through. I mean, it, literally, I, I say this again, it is a teenage boy's fantasy. And it's written like a teenage boy did it. Because you're right. It, it is 100% nothing goes wrong ever. And when it, it can go wrong, it doesn't because, you know, plot armor. Yeah. I mean, you need help doing this? Oh, Weird. Not only do one of my friends know that I can do it, but they're going to volunteer me for this. Who does that? Like, if you and I, if I know you could do something that nobody else could do, I'm not going to be like, hey, I know this guy who can do anything. I'm going to be like, hey, I think I can help. What's in it for me? Yeah. Well, that brings to question the the king's brother, who is the duke. Uh, he's about to leave and, and Toya just happens to appear there right on time just to be recruited by the duke. And he says... And, and this is what's funny. If you look at the face, how they drew it, he, the Duke tells him, I need you to remove the poison from my brother using recovery, which only you can use. And Toya yeah. actually looks upset about it. Yeah. It's like, how dare you ask me? But I'll do it reluctantly. And then I'll go and play detective and figure it out in three seconds who actually yeah. is the culprit. Okay. Yeah. Like, what's up with that? Everyone just takes everything that, that he says at face value, period. No, no questions. No, no, no arguments. It, nothing. He somehow, some way, has the appropriate spell to detect what went on, and he's smart enough to surmise the reason, like without any like trouble. And it's frustrating because he doesn't deserve it <laughs> at all. So when he meets the Duke, um, it's because he actually had saved the Duke's uh butler and the duke's daughter now he's he's given a status he's he's or not status but he's given a lot of money he's given coins to help signify that he is should be treated as noble now as much as i would love to to rant on for the next hour and a half two hours three hours <laughs> four hours about how bad how horribly bad this anime is well, okay, I'd like to defend it just a little bit. It's not, if you took it for face value as just, you know, like a, an adventure story gone wrong, you know, then yeah, it, it's it's good. It's good for mind-numbing stuff. If you're not expecting your protagonist to learn, to be better, to have a hardship, to have like an actual story, then this is great. This is fantastic. This is what you want, you know? This is a great show to play in the background while you're doing something else. Yeah. If you want to watch something that that is just for sheer, unadulterated, mind-numbing, nonsense enjoyment, just because you want to watch something and you have nothing else better to do with your time, then this is great. This is wonderful. It does, overall, they... And, and I feel it could have been better or or been savable if it was maybe 24 episodes long. I, I really, I honest to goodness believe that. And and mm-hmm. the reason is, is because he is bringing over these, these uh, sciences, so different foods. He br- brought over a board game, Shogi. He also creates a, a gun for his world. He, and he does the same thing for his two counterparts, brings over bikes. So he is changing how that world is. We don't know the long-term effects of it, whether or not it's going to be good or 
bad. We don't know how overall he is going to be good or bad. We do know that he is unrivaled in power. He summons the absolute strongest summon anyone can ever do, which is called the White Monarch. And he names it Kohaku. And then he names the 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 Black Monarch, which is a tortoise and a snake. And he, I, I honestly can't remember what he named what he names them <laughs> he names them two weird names that that essentially are snake and turtle uh as they're traveling uh by foot because his super special read read only um no magic gate allows him to go anywhere he's already been once um kind of a trope or, uh, or that, anywhere that he knows about, as long as he's seen it. Um, uh, he has to see it, yes. Uh, so when he does do his thing where he reads minds... Um, he is introduced taking, to a magic oh, that allows ahead. him to, but it has to be done through physical contact. And and that's this is one of the redeeming qualities that I actually do like. For him to do it, to see where it is, he has to do physical contact. Well, they make fun okay. of that at, as well, because for him to figure out where, where he needs to go, he has to do it with an older man. And and the one of the main characters, the fairy leader of the fairies, she tells him, what, you only like doing this to, to girls? If you want to know where to go, you need to do it with him. And he's an old man. Old dirty man who, if memory serves, gets the blushing look. Yeah, they they do get the blushing look when when they're uh, touching foreheads to each other just so he could read his mind. Now, I am willing to bet, though, the fairy lady is just playing with him because she seems like that kind of person, like she would just play with him. Well, you have the obligatory old perv. Like in every good anime, you've got the old person who's extremely pervy. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, in Dragon Ball, you've got uh, <laughs> the Turtle Hermit. Master Roshi. Uh, Master Roshi, yep. I, I've watched so much DBZ anime that the earlier times, they only refer to him as the Turtle Hermit. And you're like, okay. No, they so refer to of, him as both all the way through, even in Dragon Ball. Yeah, it's not just not the Turtle Hermit. That. They I always refer to him as Master Roshi. It just depends on who they're talking or who's talking yeah, for some reason it always stuck with me like that but uh either way we're we're not talking about that right now we're talking about uh this gem of an anime i i almost feel bad because i don't think the two should be uh in the same sentence but i'm the one that introduced that one uh so shame on me um but you have the obligatory old person who's very pervy um you have the typical teenage boy embarrassed of this and it's kind of cool because just like uh, your your old teacher in in your cliched anime, uh, you can learn a lot. He just decides not to, which is insanely stupid to me. When you have someone who's quite old and willing to teach you everything they know, and you're able to learn everything they know, why not? You've got increased memory, so you can handle it all. Mm-hmm. You've got increased aptitude, which means, I don't know, you can l- learn it faster? I mean, I, I, they never really clarify that. But, I mean, let's think about this. He has... What, one, two, th- I think three opportunities to gain a vast amount of knowledge that he just overlooks. Um, Not always. He he does learn from the king's uh, magic advisor. Uh, but as for fighting, he doesn't take the opportunity to learn from any of them. He uh, Or from the fairy, uh, the leader of the fairies. He doesn't take the opportunity to learn from her. Now, he, he, she, rather, the fairy, the fairy lord, she actually is a perv 
herself against yeah. other women. <laughs> yeah. And they have a, not to jump around too much, but there's a moment when they're trying to hide essentially. And the fairy's like, Hey, you know, we can go invisible, right? I just uh, need to teach you this spell. And so when they teach it to him, he's able to use it, of course, because, you know, reasons. Well, she doesn't actually teach him. Uh, she just does it. And then while they're invisible, she goes around behind the other female protagonist, uh, the other female character that's there and starts groping her and blaming Toya for it. Toya is in front of her saying, no, it's not me. I'm not doing it. He's not doing anything to stop it. But, but yeah, <laughs> he's not doing anything at all. Just to, he's, he's kind of enjoying it a bit. Oh yeah. Um, but he's and, not going to tell anybody that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, it, it's best way I can describe it. Typical. It's very typical. Right now towards the end of this whole thing um you you, you get introduced to a, a character glossed over but nonetheless introduced uh to uh someone who's by the name of babylon professor babylon now she has an artifact that allows her to see into the future so she oh maybe we should go ahead i don't mean i do mean interrupt because i am interrupting maybe we should go ahead and explain artifacts artifacts are specific and unique magical items that are are unique and allow a specific magical trait to be uh used and toya says that his smartphone is a type of artifact that's how he's able to get around certain things Right, um, that only he can use. Yeah, and he, he nobody does, seems to question it. Yeah, he he does specify that only he is able to use it, and and how he is able to get it charged it is through magic. Yeah, so it's always a full charge because he's got the most magic. He's got the best magic. He's got the only magic that matters. That anybody will. Yeah, though. <laughs> yeah, and um. So real quick, glossed over before too. Probably should fix that. Uh, there are attributes that you are aligned to. I believe there are six in total. Is that correct? Uh, yes. And typically you'll have four at most that you're able to align to. Uh, Toya has the uh, beautiful ability to align to them all and As... not just align, but be like masterful in them. Yes. Yeah. And, and we did talk about that a little bit earlier, but we never went over all the magic attributes. Um, so you got, uh, you got dark water, fire, sand, light. And then the think... sixth one, I believe is the null, null. magic. Yeah. Now I, I think I don't know, but I think sand was supposed to be uh, in reference, or at least closely ref- referred to as um, Earth. Uh, Earth. Yeah. So, yeah, and he's proficient to a, an, an alarming degree in all of them. So I, I think uh, if he wanted to, he probably could have gone the way of the Demon Lord, and no one could have stopped him. Right, but that wouldn't be his uh, fantasy coming to life. Mm, he's he's pretty much a real goody two-shoes. Are you sure that's not his fantasy to destroy everything? Uh, if, he, if it was, he's doing a horrible job. Or he's building them up just to let them fall even harder. Nah, I'm pretty sure <sighs> he's just a goody two-shoes. I can dream. Let me yeah, dream. Yeah, no, I refuse. I refuse. <laughs> now, um, So the, I bring that up because in order to reach Babylon, um, which is uh, the floating garden, currently of Babylon. He had to have 
uh, an affinity for all the attributes. Which no and, one, and it is pointed out, which no one should have had. Uh, they according even say to that. Her, okay, they, they gloss over that. They say no normal person should have that. I will agree. So Dr. Babylon, Miss Babylon, whatever you want to call her. Professor, um, as she's professor, referred to. Okay, Professor Babylon has all six affinities and two other people before Toya in this world has had all six affinities as well. Aside from professor Babylon. Yes. In as, as is um, referenced in the fact that the floating garden is one of seven um, devices that create, you know, the lost city of Babylon or the floating city of Babylon. Yeah. And so that is introduced at the very end of uh, this 12 episode series, which, you know, in any decent anime would be like, hey, we have a new arc. We have a new objective. We, we have go a this objective. bigger plot point. Yeah. I'm here for a reason. What's this reason? And why did the people before me fail if they had the affinities just like I do? Yeah. Um, well, so, no, the reason why that they the other two people failed, I think, is because they didn't avert their eyes from the person and th- thus they were deemed unworthy and immediately ejected out. Uh, if I remember maybe, correctly, I don't think they mentioned. Uh, I don't think they mentioned that. Um, I do know that they did mention that one of the tower, one of the cities or one of the things, the library, I believe it was, um, was taken over by somebody, but it was 600 years prior. Um, so, I mean, I don't, I, I'm going to speculate right now because I can, but it'd be kind of cool if he eventually is able to make his way to the library only to find out that person 600 years prior was able to have the null magic of long life or something along those lines to be able to, um, survive up until the point of meeting Toya. And then all of a sudden he's like, Hey, I learned all the knowledge here. I'm the evil guy you're supposed to defeat. Cause obviously in every teen fantasy, any non-sexual teen fantasy, you have, uh, you're stronger and you have someone to defeat. I, he could be, I don't think he is going to be an evil protagonist. Um, at all. Um, but well, do you think that he'd be able to use that memory, uh, magic, that he's able to like read his mind to see locations. Do you think he'll be able to gather information that way? So instead of having to, and this would be perfectly <laughs> along the line of this whole, I don't need to work to get shit. Um, he could use like the mind meld thing where he can Maybe. touch and then memory or remember all the books he read. So now he gets all the information of the library. Maybe that is a possibility. They do alleviate to a deeper point though. Uh, and also they bring up, that uh, Professor Babylon had an object to be able to see the future. So all her responses are also pre-recorded based on the actions that she foresaw, which means that even God should have known what was going to happen because she saw what was going to happen, which means it was all predetermined and nothing's by accident, sir. Well, to counter your point and say that one thing might have been by accident, the faith, is it, is it the phrase? F-R-A-Z-E, yeah, fee. that's a letter, F-R-A-Z-E, phrase, mm-hmm. um, disrupted her view of the future and made it completely uncertain. Right. So that in and of itself proves that the future's not solidified. Uh, but the phrase disappeared, making it so that way she could see the future again. Exactly. And it basically proves my point because when they were there, she could not see it, meaning it wasn't there. It was not uh, available to her. And when they disappeared for some unknown reason, it became available to her again. 
What's to say that the future that she sees is not being manipulated by this god? Thank you for making my point. So you're calling. Okay. Okay. Yes. I can see how you would say that, but. No, no. I I don't think you understand completely what I'm saying. What I'm saying that it wasn't a mistake, that it wasn't an accident, despite God saying it was an accident. Okay. That's why I said it wasn't a mistake at all, because it wasn't. It was all predetermined. He knew that he would, quote unquote, accidentally do this. And he knew someone was watching the future. So he laid this all out, laid the foundation down. So what you're telling me is he murdered an innocent child because he wanted to? Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. With lightning. Yes. In an area that no one would be except for this one unfortunate person who was predestined to go here and die. So his family could see him burnt to a crisp. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Hey, argue with me that that's not what happened. I'm just saying it's, it's very, uh, you know, it's, I, it's, it's far-fetched. Uh, but you know what? We're dealing with a teenager in a world where he has a smartphone, unlimited power, unfathomable strength, intellect, and everything else, and... He is also having a conversation with a pre-recorded message from the past. With a professor that likes to flash black lace panties. Indeed. All right, so I'm going to counter your whole story with he's actually in a coma. He was hit, but not by lightning. He was hit by a car. He's got Dame Bramage. Dame Dame Bramage? What? Yep, Dame Bramage. I should probably put a TM next to that. Brain damage? Uh, No, 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 Dame Bramage. Dame Bramage. It's something my dad used to say a lot. Uh, All right. It it drives home the point that something's not quite right. Uh, And yeah, he's in a coma. And uh, yeah, every time he tries to question something, that's him trying to get out of this this dream. But it's just too good. It's just too good. So he can't leave. Doesn't want to leave. <laughs> yeah, no. That, that that whole thing is even less uh, believable than 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 mine. At least mine makes sense within the world. I, I, who knows? Maybe every time he tries to use recovery, mm-hmm. someone's trying to bring him back. Uh, sure. You're grasping at straws, man. Personally, I think. Uh, ah, there's no straws. I'm not even grasping at anything real. Okay. I'm just trying to rationalize why this would be so uh, just what it is. Look, so they, they alleviate to something that could potentially develop the character and they don't. Um, yeah, they, he also, is, yeah. you know, if I may, there's multiple gods too. There's the God of love that basically is making all these women flow at him. And you intro- get introduced to the God of love for like 30 seconds when he teleports to see God. Yeah. So he's able he to now go to the spiritual realm because he wants to, because he's been there before. Yeah. yeah he uses gate to, to, Hey God, what's up? Let's, let's have a little chat. Oh, you didn't know this was going on. Oh, because you're watching some kind of soap opera on your TV. Yeah. Ah, jeez. All right. All right. Yeah. And then at the end, after the credits, to, just to kind of round it all up, you see him walking down the street, talking on the phone to God, and then you are introduced to a man named Ende, and he says, um, yeah, you have an interesting coin in there. It looks pretty interesting. And he goes, you have an interesting looking artifact in your coat. And yeah, then the that's device it. in your pockets looks more interesting. Yeah, that's it. And that's it. That's where they end it. Like after they introduce each other, it's his name's Ende. He introduces his name as Toya. And then that's it. <sighs> It wasn't he like trying to buy food or something? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, you can't use that money here. Yeah. Uh, uh, 
yeah, I was just it, it, it's let up for a second season. It gives the idea that there should be more, but we might have a uh, Ooh, actually, you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it at the very end, maybe that was the guy who was at uh, uh, the, the other Babylon. Maybe that would be a really interesting way to to lay that up. But again, it would make sense because they're laying it at his feet. Yeah. Yep. It would make perfect sense. Yep. If the guy was 600 years old and with different currency and he came specifically just to look at Toya and yeah. talk to him. <sighs> Either way, the pros and cons of this pros are mind numbing. It's good once um, the second, third, fourth time. It's not really worth it. If they turned it into 24 episodes, my only fear would be that there'd be no further development. It would just be very tropey, very mild-mannered, which is, I think, why there has not been a second season yeah. as of yet. I could see that. I, I totally understand that. It, especially towards the end, it gave way for such potential, and it is just so disappointing to see it was all for nothing. And in general, as a whole, I... I just, I was, I was disappointed. I mean, like if I, if I was like 10 years old watching this, yes, I'd be rooting for the main character. I, I would be so yeah. happy. This would be a great anime series for me, but I'm not 10. So no. I mean, you can't even say that this is meant for 10 year olds. You couldn't even say this is meant for prepubescent people because of the innuendos that are placed in there. True. It's definitely meant for an adult audience. Yes. But it doesn't give... It, it doesn't deliver, I guess, as far as adult concepts go. And I don't necessarily mean sexually. I mean, mentally. Yeah. Like it doesn't. It, it, as a whole, it does not do it justice. Yeah. Yeah. If they took out the sexual innuendos and the, the, the sideways glances, if you will, if they took out the, the pervy old lady, this would be a perfect kids cartoon. Yeah. I mean, like, and it wouldn't be too much for them to do that either. It really wouldn't. Yeah. Um, overall, on a scale of one to five, how would you rate it? We'll, we'll even say uh, on a scale of zero to five, how would you rate it? <laughs> well, uh, zero to five faps, I would give it just because the first go playthrough was not bad when I was expecting there to be a second season upcoming. I would say 2.8 faps. All right. I got you. I Yeah. Uh, just based on the first playthrough, it was decent. And the expectation that there'd be more kind of bolstered what would come later because the second third like once you realize what it is it drops to probably about a one but because of my optimism for it and the new character development that that has the potential to be and when you look at how many people he's supposed to end up with um, i a solid eh, 2.8 faps all right what about you uh i give it i give it a I give fives it a, across the board two <laughs> I give it a two. Oh, and what's your reasoning for that? The loopholes, the lack of character development, the the fact that he never endures any hardship. Everything is literally being handed to him without much of an effort at all. And okay. the fact that one of the potential wives, the cousin of the princess, she's like, what, 10 tops? Yeah. And she's wanting to marry him? So okay, I get that. But and, and hang on, he's like okay. he does make the point that you know he needs to be eighteen. So they're gonna wait two years for him to be for him to to be eighteen because that's all they care about. Which means he at eighteen he's probably gonna be forced into marrying a twelve year old who's twelve. 
tops, I might add. Okay, I, I can accept that. Now, you've given her all the negatives. Let's hear some positives because you didn't give it zero. <sighs> positives is, positives are, it's a clean animation. It's it's pretty clean. It, it does not look like someone did it in their backyard in their spare time, missing half okay. an eye, you know? Literally, not 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 having missing a whole eye. They're, no, they have one and a half eyes, and for whatever reason, it still works halfway, which screws everything <laughs> yeah. up even more. Um, Jeez. But it, it's clean animation. It has great potential. I would love to see, if season two ever does come out, I would love to see all of those problems and issues get taken care of because at the end it gave way to such potential. And, and that's, that's the biggest thing is like, I, I see the potential there. I'm just disappointed that it is not happening. Fair, fair. Yeah. If another one came out, I'd watch it just because I'm already this invested into it. Um, but there's so many others out there that, that are, they're cut from the same cloth. Mm-hmm. Um, a better version of this, in my opinion, would probably be uh, the Death March one. Hmm. Indeed, I forget. I forget what it's called, but uh, uh, that, Death March Parade. Yep, Death March Parade. I would. I prefer that one over this one. Same premise, ish, um, except the guy didn't die. Um, that we know, and very, very gimmicky. Yeah, that we know of. Very gimmicky. Um, as far as this genre goes, this would. I would. I would call this a base model. Right. So. Well, next week, uh, it's my choice. So next week, we're going to be talking about Osama Game, the animation, or King's Game. It is a drama horror mystery school supernatural. So it's going to be also pretty interesting. Trippy. Oh, yeah. So it's going to be pretty interesting to see how this one is. It is only 12 episodes long, and it came out in uh, autumn of 2017. A little bit before In Another World with my smartphone, which came out towards the end of 2017. <laughs> Go figure. Um, well, I look forward to watching this one. Uh, I've seen uh, back when it was new, I saw one episode and it kind of uh, it gets the brain going for sure. But it gave me a, a little bit of a scare. So I wasn't too interested in it now that I am uh, now that it's my homework. I come at it with new fervor, and hopefully I can get through the mayhem. Oh, there you go. I'm looking forward to it. It, it, uh, it definitely uh, looks pretty interesting. So uh, I think that's it for today. Um, please feel free to reach out to us with your own suggestions, or if you'd like uh, us to do a uh, deep dive into this episode-by-episode uh, episode, uh, discussion, feel free to let us know. You can reach us at feudalanimepodcast at gmail.com. Have a great day. Later. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.